0: episode of Carry On Up The Village. I'm Christopher, and this is The Village. Sorry, this is The Mrs. Hi,
1: I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it.
0: Never gets old. Um, does, and, really does. <laughs> and indeed, welcome to a very special episode of Carry On Up The Village, because this is Carry On Up The Village. On tour, on holiday. Okay, yes, we are not in our usual uh, podcasting space, which is why there's a different uh, ambience, I would imagine. Uh, and indeed, there's a wasp in the room. <laughs> It'll be quite fun uh, because we <laughs> are adding a
1: bit of tension and drama yes, to the whole podcast. Yes,
0: we are uh, at that 21st century version of the village, <laughs> Centre Parks. <laughs> you arrive, you check in, you park your car. They clamp it and they don't let you out. For another five or six days. till they have their information. To, yeah, presumably they'll pump us for information later. That's really? what the
1: paradise pool is for.
0: The brain, uh, brainwashing <laughs> has already begun. <laughs> but, in, uh, because we are dedicated to our quest, uh, we have also, you're really looking at that wasp, aren't you? I
1: know, can we pause the podcast so we can deal with it and come <laughs> back? <laughs>
0: That'll be fine. It's just there. It's No, fine. if you want my
1: full attention on the podcast, oh, I think we should okay. pause
0: it. Right, hang on, we'll have to get rid of the... Uh, the, uh, the
1: wasps.
0: <laughs> I think we might have to just start again. To be brutal. And we're back. To be honest with you, I rather wish we'd recorded that because, <laughs> excitingly, the wasp landed on Fiona. Uh, you were ready Yes, there was, there was certainly, there was no Not even a swear word? Nope, nothing like that. Oh, yes, that would have been bad if we'd recorded that, although we do swear on this, so it wouldn't have made a lot of difference. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Wasp is now gone.
1: The Wasp is and gone. And I
0: think what they want to know Can I just is... point
1: out, it was me who dealt with it, there wasn't even a question that Christopher would deal with oh, it.
0: I just, you were just You were the one that was keenest on getting rid of it, I didn't okay. think it was... I wouldn't have a problem dealing with it. I don't think I would have dealt with it as well as you I have to say. <laughs> Uh, you I don't think cool. people have tuned
1: in to hear about me with
0: I was. Do you know something? <laughs> I think they might have done. <laughs> anyway, why don't we tell them um, which episode of The Prisoner uh, we have watched this evening. Free for all. Free for all. Number six is the, elections. the election. Uh, there's going to be an election for a new number two. Number six is persuaded to uh, stand, but he's actually brainwashed into saying what they want him to say. He kind of cap cottons onto this and starts to say something different, but then they brainwash him again. He wins the election, but in fact, it was all a ploy uh, to break his spirit, um, and uh, life in the village continues as normal. What did you think of it, Fiona?
1: I thought it was interesting.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: Interesting. I have two main points I want to discuss. Okay. Um, and, and some other things round about that. But, the first point being, this is almost, my conclusions on this episode, almost the inverse of what I've concluded before. Oh. Rather than the whole thing is for him,
0: uh-huh.
1: I think the whole thing is a project. To quote, we couldn't risk the whole project falling apart. And he is merely... Um a test case Mm -hmm. and not the main purpose of the project or not even related to the main purpose of the project. That is what I am thinking.
0: You don't think the project was the getting of information from number six?
1: No, I think, I mean, the project might be vaguely getting information from From people, people. but the idea is, um, you know, we had to stop him because I couldn't risk the whole project falling apart. made me think because that was when he was, um, in the circle and, Mm -hmm. um, He was asking the other elected members, um, who do you represent?
0: What country are you from? And
1: you've got a a brain in there somewhere and Mm -hmm. all of that. And he had to stop him carrying on on that line, which implies those kind of questions would break the project, which means they would break the other elected members Mm -hmm. who are probably brainwashed. Mm -hmm. So... There was actually a thing that was more they were more in fear of than breaking him mm-hmm. um, and so it wasn 't really all about him. he just was a little bit of it Ooh. that that 's what i was thinking um, the The other interesting thing when i when I realized he was brainwashed in the sense of being drugged really mm-hmm. uh, was when he was in after he'd been first time drugged with the T he was in his room with um The woman, the foreign woman. Number fifty-eight. Number fifty-eight. Thank you. Um, and he said, "I'll be seeing you in her language," and that seemed to snap him out of his brainwashing, which is when he went on a bit of a a Mm -hmm.
0: rampage. Well, I thought what snapped him out of it was when, because what he was saying to her was, "You, what you have to learn is if you explain by the rules, then you'll, you'll get to like it. You should try it." And I think that was what made him think, "I would never say that."
1: Ah, right, okay. Yeah, you should try it. Um, I thought, yeah, so I think, um, so something made him snap out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which made you realise it, it was actually a brainwashing thing. And then the ball actually got him. And. This is when he made his escape on yeah, the boat. Yeah, on the boat. Mm-hmm. And then the ball. But the speedboat. To this, to, to up to now. hmm. We've seen him watch the ball get someone else, so we know why he's afraid of the ball. Mm-hmm. But the ball has always just threatened him before, didn't, got near him.
0: Didn't the ball's called Rover? Shall we call it Rover? Okay. Didn't Rover get him last week in the Dance of the Dead?
1: Not like over his face, in that. All oh, right. Okay. I thought it had gone over. His well, face. that's that was my recollection. Okay. Um And I thought, is was that just to scare him? Because obviously, never. They 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 don't want to damage him. That's been made very clear. Or is that just part of the brainwashing?
0: This is only the beginning. As she said at the end.
1: But do you think the bull was the Rover was um, over his face just to scare him, to put him in his place, to make him? Or was that part of the brainwashing? To oh no, I don't
0: think that's part of But I think that's just how Rover works. Is basically the Rover scares you, and if you don't. If you don't respond to the scaring, then Rover suffocates you to knock you out and then Rover brings you back.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. But when he was drugged from drinking the alcohol...
0: Mm hmm In the therapy zone. In the
1: therapy zone, and um, the, the guy who's producing the alcohol said, oh, no, it's okay, I've only drugged him enough to get him through the election. Oh, yes. That was actually the only point I realised that he'd been drugged before with the tea. Mm-hmm. I hadn't realised up until yeah, it, that point. It, no, it, it was probably done, it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then when we got to the end, when there were, uh, number 58 became number two, mm-hmm. as was the plan all along,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she was talking to the old number two mm-hmm. and said, Give my regards to the homeland. Yep. Yeah. Made me realise that all these people are part of the project. And we realise he's the only one that stays. There's no... Every week there's a new number two. There's mm-hmm. no more challenges. There's a new maid. Mm-hmm. There's new characters in each episode.
0: What about the butler? What butler? What butler? The little butler. Like the,
1: our job man. No. Like, like our job from...
0: No. No. my job's big. This guy's small. Oh, but
1: the other one from James Bond. Oh, Nick Nicknack. Yes.
0: What about the controller?
1: Yeah, but the ones the he interacts controller.
0: with. Oh, okay. I see. Right, in okay. his world, okay. there isn't.
1: But he doesn't seem to notice that. That there's all these people in the village that uh, he thinks are also prisoners. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't see the same ones.
0: Well, certainly when he told them they were all free to go, nobody yeah. moved.
1: Yeah. So that made me think it's all a big project they're all coming and going as they like that's why there's a swap over at number two all the time Uh that that was my conclusion from this episode that that's what it's all about it's not
0: all about number six no he's just part of it so he's a
1: very important the fact that they they break people all the time Uh but they're desperate not to break him means he's other he's different
0: so given that he begins the story the overarching story uh, in London, do we assume therefore that they are attacking Britain?
1: Are you, you, because I'm still not sure whether this is his ex bosses doing oh, it to I him, see. Okay. or whether it oh, it's right, okay. the the enemy
0: that's doing it right. to him. The homeland. Nobody refers to Britain as the homeland, do they? That sounds far more. It does, doesn't east it? Eastern, doesn't it?
1: It sounds, I. It sounds like the other, the other half, our opposition in World War Two.
0: Yes, or our friends in World War Two that became our opposition in the Cold War. Yes. Mhm. Why don't you say Germany and Russia? <laughs> it's not like this well, is hate... not a very complex code we're working. No, yeah, but
1: there's like uh, Japan and. America, oh, yeah, yeah but, but
0: these people are not uh, that. Yeah, you know, they're not Asian. These people, they're no. all um, Caucasian.
1: Yeah, that's true. So my the second point I wanted to raise. Mhm. Was there's elections every twelve months? Number two says, mm-hmm. even though every episode has a new <laughs> number two. Yeah, they just glossed over that.
0: Well, I can kind of explain that why that kind of mistake might emerge. Are we because of the order we're watching them? Not so much that because this wasn't the second episode shown, mm. but. Basically, four writers were given the task. You have to write the second episode, right? And this is one of the second episodes, but we just didn't watch it. So you know, from this point of view, there's only you know, from if if this was episode two, there's only been one number two before this.
1: Yeah, but there's still been a number two before this.
0: I know, but then he could have thought, well, maybe, well but maybe, then maybe it's set a year after that first uh. episode. It that it doesn't work like that. No,
1: but. it doesn't. And he wouldn't be so surprised if there had been an election for the True. other number True. two. Um, and, he then, and then when they convinced him to eyes. stand, when he he said, I might as well, well I wait, which he knew meant I have a plan mm-hmm. to use that to my advantage. Um, and then there was already banners for him. Yes. Um, so that doesn't make it sense.
0: I think that was maybe saying more about elections than necessarily... Yes, I mean, there
1: was a lot of comments on Mm. elections and then the the people pretending, going through the motions of democracy when there really isn't any, and everyone being a prisoner um, and people being told what to say and they just get on board and say it and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. There's a lot of all of that. But
0: in 50 years, have elections changed very much? No. Is that a good thing? Is that, is that a positive thing or a negative thing?
1: Could you be more patronising?
0: <laughs> yeah, I could try.
1: Um, I mean, what I thought was quite interesting was when you're at the point where you thought he was actually standing for election without being drugged, mm-hmm. um, and then he said he wanted to find out who was prisoner and who was warden,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that was quite interesting, the idea that there was two sets of people in the village mm-hmm. and you could set them against each other. Um, so that was, I thought that was quite a a good thing to, you know, a good basis for an election. Mm-hmm. But then that all went to pop. And then at the end, when he did get to elected, suddenly the people were not happy.
0: Yes, they didn't cheer when he was presented yeah, to the, Liz, like the new number two. Oh, you voted for it, and now you're not so sure. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, I thought, you voted I think,
1: for it, I, never thinking you, it would it win. actually
0: happen. Yeah, you voted for it to give them a black eye, mm. and now you're stuck with it. Um, I think there's a, I think uh, as as we've touched on, I think there's a lot of messages here about elections and how they're run. And yes, it is a damning indictment on society that 50 years later you can still see all these. In fact. To be honest with you the only thing that's different about elections nowadays is we don't even bother dressing up the messages anymore. Mm. Um, it's it's just all the I thought that the bit that really hit home for me this time was when after just after he had decided to stand and suddenly there were all the number six banners and half the people were for number two and half the people for number six, um there was then a sort of montage of very confusing shots. Him, the number fifty eight villagers, the signs, number two, blah, blah. And it's like, that essentially is what an election campaign is. It's just
1: three, four, five weeks
0: of vote for him, vote for them, vote for me, vote for you, vote yeah. for the next person. Um, uh, Without anybody ever saying, well, what am I voting for, for you? And especially that the bit when he was drugged we didn't really see what number two's campaign messages were, but I can't believe they we were any different from his. Yeah. More security for the village and yeah. better times for everybody, and, you know, nobody was actually saying much of anything to really give you much of a choice. Um, what did you think of the new number two, Eric Portman? Of oh, the man? Yes.
1: Um, I thought... Well, I do think it's interesting that they there and, and and they did it again at the end that they went from an old woman to an older man to a younger woman you mm-hmm. know they're kind of dotting around all the ages all the genders yeah. all the even nationalities it seems um so i, I you know I liked him mm-hmm. i even when he was drinking in the illegal still or whatever it was oh, yes. um I actually could believe that that could have been true.
0: Or oh, that both sides would be chummy and...
1: Well, no, that he he would be secretly drinking.
0: Number six or number two? Number, number two. two. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it was quite good because you didn't think he was all bad or all manipulative. There was a bit of character there. There was a bit of... He wasn't just being authoritative, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I also... Yeah, um, and, and he seemed to honestly care about not damaging him. Mm. And and that I had to stop him, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want to take it too far mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you know, I liked him. I thought he, I thought he was a good character, good mm-hmm. actor. So that was good.
0: Right. He was a, he was um, Patrick McGowan's sort of mentor when he was a young actor. Oh really? This was one of the last things that he did. Um, and apparently he was in quite poor health to the the extent that they had to sort of film line by line almost Um, and they didn't initially have uh, the big placards Uh that had the things that the builders had to shout and then later on number six's speech was written on a placard um, which was far too far away for them to be able to read it but (laughs) they didn't originally have those but they put them in because essentially they were already making them all for Eric Portman apparently. Right. Um so that so yes, uh yeah, I mean, he'd been quite a big film star, mm-hmm. um both in Britain and America in the late forties, early fifties, but he'd kinda of fallen out of favour um after that. Uh but yes, and they were as I kind of cottoned on to the fact they they seemed quite good friends. Yeah. Because they were good friends in real life. Yeah, maybe
1: that natural chemistry came. Came out, across, came
0: across yeah. yeah. And I mean this and this is a Episode that um, Patrick McGowan wrote and directed and starred in. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this is very much his vision of of what the prisoner uh, would be or or should be. Um, uh, I my fa- my favorite line was when he, after he was at, faced the council and was spun round and round into the ground, and he was had to hang on to the um, oh, yeah, the red the rope yeah. he arrived at what turned out to be the the labour exchange and the labour exchange manager number twenty six said in case you're feeling violent please let me assure you I could be a friend (laughs) I could be a friend I might not be but I could be I think that was my uh, my favourite line uh, in it what do you think that um, that uh, the corridor the red corridor and the the having to swing down the swings and all that kind of stuff. Do you have any thoughts about that? Did it mean anything? Does it represent anything? It just represented
1: it? him being drugged.
0: and uh-huh. disoriented. Yeah. What about the four guys at this is at the end? When Watching he, the ball? Yes, kind of worshipping Rover, or just sort of sitting looking at Rover.
1: I just thought it was a very good way to, for, to convey him walking into a different world of Stuff going on where
0: mm-hmm. where well, they weren't trying to make it look like the ordinary world in any way yes, possible. but it
1: wasn't even like the um dungeon rooms we saw experiments before, oh yes, because it looked very much willing mm-hmm. stuff happening, so um I don't think there was i I personally don't think there was too much to read into it other than it was a very one shot and you, you you knew this mm-hmm. was something wrong and strange. So uh, that's what that was about.
0: Do you think does the prisoner have a particular problem? The prisoner of the show, and the prisoner of the character, have a particular problem with women. He became quite violent before in front of two separate women in this uh, episode. First of all, with number Mm -hmm. fifty-eight, shouting at her, try it, try it, try it. And then later on, when he was in the cat and mouse. Club, which another point about that, come back to. But um, the guy uh, came over, and he can he smashed the glass and was he, he doesn't he doesn't like women annoying him.
1: But I could easily see that happening with the man male yeah. waiter. I didn't see it particularly gender orientated, and he did plenty of shouting to other men.
0: Did he? I, 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 I mean, he might have done. I'm not just not.
1: Well, he shouted at all of the other elected members and no, all of that kind of thing. I'm not sure. I actually think he quite well. I think the the show is for its age is quite pro women. They've got women. Mm-hmm. They've got second female number two mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. and that woman we'll, we'll get onto her character in a minute. But um, is is pivotal in mm-hmm. working as a maid undercover, pretending mm-hmm. to be foreign, um, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Running the whole show, really, mm-hmm.
0: or, or for so at least you know, hit. at least very close to being, yeah, running the show. If she isn't running it, it's uh, herself.
1: So I think, as a show, it's mm-hmm. quite um, interesting the the way that they they use the women. So no, I'm not upset by anything yet.
0: All right then, uh, who is number one?
1: You will find out if you become number two. That was a lie.
0: Mm, well, didn't really get much time to do mm. anything as as number two. You have no thoughts on who is number one? No, no further forward than last week. Right. Okay. Are you going
1: to ask me that every week? Might do.
0: Okay. Might do. Any uh, any comment? any I really I really want this part to run. collecting I like singing it. Patrick. Oh, I have got a Patrick. Moments. Moment.
1: Patrick moments. When he was asked to approach the center disc where the elected members were, Mm -hmm. he had a smile. Uh Well, there's quite a lot lot of those smiles, but that Mm -hmm. particular smile. Because you got the sense that he thinks he was winning. Mm -hmm. He got something, he he achieved, he got into the inner sanctum, which I think was what he was trying Mm -hmm. to achieve with Mm -hmm. the election. Um, So I liked that. I liked it when he said, I might as well run while I wait. Mm -hmm. And just general, the half smile that he did. But then when it got a bit creepy later, when you knew it was because he was being drugged even though that was very him. Mm-hmm. It was,
0: um... Well, it was, a, it was a very sophisticated drug, wasn't it? Because there yeah. was a lot of... He, he did manage to get a lot of himself into it. It took a while before you realised, wait a minute, this doesn't sound like yeah. you.
1: Yeah, so those were my Patrick moments. Have you got mm-hmm. any Patrick moments?
0: Um... I didn't actually write any down. Um... Uh, there were a couple, a couple of things that I have some to remember quite liking. Um... Uh, but I'm now sort of run a bit of a blank on it. I quite liked the bit actually just before then, uh, when uh he was sort of put into, or uh, rather, when Rover appeared that ended up pushing him into the town hall to go to oh, meet yeah. the elected council. Um, I quite liked uh, how he did that. I also quite liked how he did it when he was presented as the new number two, and stood up in the mini-moke and sort of gave the sort of half Nazi salute. Um. I think he kind of got. I, th- I think he was kind of. as if the drug was kind of wearing off then, and he realised, well, well, have I also, just won? What can I do now I've won?
1: I think it was also, nobody's happy. Mm. This
0: mm-hmm. is not
1: what I expected. Do I just mm-hmm. pretend like they are cheering? Mm-hmm. Um, I so. also rather
0: liked how number two literally held his hand to bring him up to the green yes, door. Yes, no,
1: I noticed that as well, because he thought you were just helping him out in the, the buggy, yeah. and then. He kind of pulled him up, yeah, um now,
0: the woman number fifty eight number
1: fifty eight uh-huh. I wrote down quite early,
0: uh-huh.
1: she can speak English, was my theory <laughs> that there was some plot there all oh, right, that it she was pretending not to be able mm-hmm. to speak English for a reason,
0: as opposed to the language she was speaking, which she, of course you recognized as entirely made up, yeah, yes,
1: yeah. um. And I thought I also thought that the the childlikeness of her Mm -hmm. was made up too.
0: Which it turned out you
1: turned out you were right. So I'm clever. That's all I was thinking about. Very good.
0: Did you Um, for a minute think that he was going to get to be the real number two? I that it was gonna be a big twist, like I said, oh bit of a twist there, eh?
1: Um I wasn't I wasn't thinking he was gonna win. Mm Mm-hmm. But I did think he could easily be number two, and then something else would happen,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Oh, I see. Yeah, and turned out number two was hardly anything special either.
1: Or, or that it um, found out he couldn't do anything that he wanted to, and now he was stuck in this position he mm-hmm. hated. You know, it, there was lots of things that I could have, I thought it could come out, and I didn't think it was. Um, tr- uh, it was like. Oh my god, moment. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, that's quite interesting. The other thing about the woman, I hadn't finished with her, sorry, uh, was when she was, particularly sort of in that middly bit when he was drugged, and she was basically looking after him, mm-hmm. um, she was dressed like a nurse.
0: She was always dressed like a nurse, wasn't she?
1: Well, it changed a little bit. Okay. And at that point, it just um, looked a li- particularly like a nurse. That I mm-hmm. thought, uh, that's what she's there to be at this point, mm-hmm. is to make sure that the drug man doesn't get into trouble uh, or doesn't get damaged. Um, so I thought that was clever of me as well. Um, and then when she turned, when you started to realise something was up, and she was slapping him in the
0: central room. Oh yes.
1: Central room. Oh, the tick. As soon as she started tick, tick. saying tick, 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 you you thought, oh, there's a change of power here. Mhm. Um, and I thought that was like a a hypnotised thing that mm. that I thought she was going to then click him out of being brainwashed. Uh uh-huh. Suddenly.
0: All right, yeah, but
1: it took a few slaps mm-hmm. and and all that kind of stuff. So, but it did feel, yeah, it felt maybe like that
0: was it. Maybe that was you know that this is the code. You know, you will remain under this hypnosis until yeah you see here tick tick, and it was just taking a bit longer. Yeah, than. maybe mm.
1: maybe it was certainly it was very well acted because you knew instantly there's a change of power here, mm. as she, from her being subordinate to being in control, and you d- couldn't really put your finger on what she did to, to achieve that, but mm-hmm. it was very good. In fact, I thought this it, one of my thoughts in this episode um particularly was there's a lot of quiet scenes where nobody was saying anything, and not much was happening. There's no action, but there's a hell of a lot of acting mm. you know just long shots of him looking back and all that kind of thing, which isn't unusual in the series, but I just mm-hmm. thought it was very good and very noticeable this time when. These days, you're watching TV, you can't even have anything without oh. background music or, or 50 million mm. things happening at once. And it made me appreciate, because, you know, I'm I'm always one for complaining that nothing happens very slowly in, yeah. your, in your old telly, in your films. Mm. But it made me appreciate the the, the joy
0: and the style of, of that for this. Ooh, coming around to nothing happening very slowly, my gosh. <laughs>
1: but it wow, has to be that's... good like this. You can't kind
0: of <laughs> have yeah, rubbish happening very slowly.
1: Yes, not that bloody flowers thing you made me watch. Bloody flowers. I thing? don't know. It that Spoken? wasn't old.
0: Oh, it was broken flowers. Don't Bro- worry. Is that is that is that the epitome of nothing happening very slowly?
1: Well, it was quite early on in our relationship, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. And I just thought, oh shit, this is the kind of thing you're <laughs> going to make me watch, isn't it?
0: No, no, it just don't make you watch it.
1: No. <laughs> and I come round to the idea. <laughs> We should watch that again. I might love it. Oh, now. you might
0: love it now. Because you loved it then. I loved it then, yeah. I still love it now. Um, do you have any, any more uh
1: No, that's all my insights.
0: thoughts. Okay. Uh, shall we talk about what else we could have watched on the 20th of October? Well, shall we?
1: 1967?
0: Can we? Shall we or can we? Well... Am I doing it anyway? Right, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Right, well... Um. Uh, on BBC One, it was the same uh, double act as last time, which was Dactari, followed by The World of Woodhouse. This week, starring Derek Nimmo, which must be the typical, but it must be the uh, quintessential World of Woodhouse if Derek Nimmo's in it. Um, and BBC Two was the same as well, uh, although this was uh, during the Conservative Party conference from the uh, brilliantly titled Top Rank Centre in Brighton. Um, but following their coverage of that, it was Outlook again, and um, another programme about France, Plus à Change. Um, a corner of Provence with the Augette o- family, uh, Hoteliers Vaison la Romaine. So, did you want to hear about Hoteliers and no. Provence? No. I would have it. And you wouldn't, I presume, have watched uh, Wheelbase. Gordon Wilkins covers a London motor show. How big is the American influence in British cars? Does Detroit dominate the policy of Ford, Roots and Vauxhall? I don't think Roots can't be right. It must be a, that must be a misprint. Uh, how many boardroom bosses are still British? Maxwell Boyd, Barry Gill and Robin Richards report from the International Motor Show at Ells
1: Court. No, I wouldn't have watched that.
0: Nope, the prisoner would definitely have got a watch uh, from you, but you seem to quite like it, so that's uh, fine. Um, thank you very much to all of our uh, correspondents uh, this week um we, we do love it. We do love it we do uh, we received um, another uh, email um, uh, from um, the uh, from uh, Darren and Ruth um who we got an email from uh, last time. Uh, they still love the show that's good uh, and are still uh, they watched a whole lot of listening
1: and have that opinion So that's good.
0: Yes, they've listened, to, they've listened to, I think, maybe maybe one and a half by that time. Um, and they're also listening to our other podcast, Carry On Up The Misses, and enjoying that.
1: That's Which also available. carry-on films.
0: Yes, it is. There's uh, loads of them. There's loads of them, yeah, as Fiona is, is finding out.
1: I'm in the podcast, not <laughs> the carry-on
0: films. <laughs> and we've also had an email uh, this week um, from uh, Shane Poole, uh, who is uh, one of the presenters of the uh, In The Village uh, podcast uh, which started a few years ago and uh, he writes uh, hi Fiona and Christopher or Christopher and Fiona though is appropriate so we will um, <laughs> love the show oh no stop uh, so glad you're starting your journey into this wonderful world of the prisoner I am Shane, one of the former hosts of my own prisoner podcast the prisoner intro cast in the village uh, I started watching the prisoner in the very early 2000s when my local MVC, if you remember that chain I do remember that chain, do you remember that chain, sure. MVC it's kind of hook was that if you joined their club which I don't think cost you money, maybe it did um, you the, the stuff was cheaper so you would see in the window and it would say like eight ninety nine, 99 but that was members. Real folk would pay ten ninety nine. Uh. That was kind of the hook of it, but I think they, they went bust pretty fast. Anyway, uh, MVC, uh, we're doing a sale on VHS tapes, remember them. <laughs> um, I only was able to get the second half of the series and I had to buy the first half later, a later date at full price. Um, Now, I wonder if Shane watched the second half and then watched the first half, or if he held on until after he... I'm not
1: sure it could
0: be any more confusing. <laughs> uh, he says, I really enjoyed the programme. Uh, there are a few episodes that are still in my top episodes of TV of all time. So, you see, it's... Uh, well, I'd like it to know which ones those
1: were.
0: Yes, well, let us know, Shane, which ones uh, uh, were, uh, are your favourites. Indeed, any listener could tell us which ones... Um, and oh, at the end liberates. of this, we'll tell you which ones were our favourites. Yes, yes. Um, he says, how I got into podcasting uh, was that I was very interested in the world of the intro cast, uh, where there were people on the shows, guided people who loved the show, who hadn't seen the show before. I was hoping The Prisoner would have been my first podcast, but due to issues, uh, it wasn't as I thought, as The Prisoner a short run, and I, if I didn't like podcasting, I could get in, do it, and get out. Makes sense. Um, started the intro cast on Red Dwarf, that's still going to this day five years later. Well, that show was on a break, and I jumped at the chance to podcast with the prisoner, joined by a wonderful person named Bob DeGrand, who had been waiting to podcast with for a long time, and we found two newbies to join us. Uh, it was almost perfect. We had someone in Bob who watched, the seven, watched in the 70s, a newer fan in myself, and two people who had never seen it before. Uh, we did our first five episodes and then had a tragedy when Bob sadly passed away. Very sorry to hear that. Uh, and after a few months off, we continued the podcast. Uh, Bob loved the remake, uh, and it was a real shame I never got a chance to podcast about it with him, says Shane. Um, well, that that's interesting because Are we
1: watching the remake. We
0: will be doing the remake. The remake is a bit of a a, a a misnomer for it, I think. It's more a reimagining, um, as uh, as they say these days, uh, rather than a straight. This is exactly is the same.
1: Who are they? That's who very are they. That's appropriate
0: for this. Who are, who are they? Who
1: are they? Who
0: are they? Yes, but we will be covering. Um, we will be covering
1: uh,
0: the two thousand and nine uh, series. Uh, and will we do that in quite an interesting way? Well, slightly interesting way.
1: Are you mixing it all
0: in? might be. Might be. You'll see. You'll see. Um, So, uh, thank you very much, Shane, for getting in contact with us. Uh, If you would like to get in contact with us, you can email us at prisonerpodcast at gmail.com is our email address or you can contact us on Twitter uh, where our handle is at prisonerpod. Um, So, uh, without uh, any more to say on Free For All, all we can say is, um, join us again the next time we, the next time when we'll be back at home, uh, and the sound will be more of what you're used to, and uh, at least initially it'll be top and tailed by uh, the usual uh, production because I might put this one up just naked,
1: Ooh.
0: Ooh. and then Ooh, change it for the real <laughs> one. So if you're really, you know, if you're really on the ball and you listen within the first few days, uh, you'll just get the raw. This is it. Not that I do much editing anyway. Um, but uh, so you
1: had some music, I had some
0: music you? at the start You see, I've
1: never listened
0: to them I know, <laughs> she, she doesn't listen to them, she thinks it's rubbish um, I do not She doesn't know, she doesn't know I might just re-record it all and just be neat. I watched it with my wife and this is what she said The silly old woman
1: Yeah, you could be saying that Could be
0: doing that, and that's what they all love <laughs> see? I don't do that though, as, as you know dear listeners So yes, uh, so without any more ado Because I do is pretty much all that we do And I'm a doing a do now, aren't I? (laughs) You're
1: Betty Boo. I'm a Betty Boo.
0: (laughs) Doing the do. Uh, join us again the next time when we carry on up the village. bye bye (laughs)